This is Jake with Radio Underland. As well, you know, Jake's just going down the rabbit hole of the news that is on Twitter, is on X. Uh, man, I'll tell you what. I don't know what the algorithm is doing, but today I'm getting nothing but wokeness in my feed. I feel enlightened. Let me let me introduce myself to the audience that's listening. Uh, my name is uh, Jacob Fight. My pronouns are he, him, he, he, him, I guess. Um, uh, for the woke people that are uh, watching that are blind i am a white male with a santa-like beard i am wearing glasses i am wearing a black t-shirt as always because i buy them in bulk and a gray long sleeve sweatshirt i am able-bodied i can walk um i don't have any disabilities uh basically i am the new uh white male you know, I, I'm just trying to be as woke as possible. I've been so infiltrated with wokeness this morning as I'm scanning through X uh, that I feel like it's it's turned a light on myself where I need to be more in touch with the wokeness that is happening in America. And I'm going to take you down that rabbit hole with me this morning. That's what we're going to do. It's still morning. Yeah, it's morning. Uh, I First, I want to kick this off with a bang right here. Uh, this is good stuff. Uh <laughs> <laughs> this Dave Portnoy, uh, this is from Instagram, Dave Portnoy, uh, talking about the our dearly beloved uh, senior citizen in charge, um, Joe Biden. And he's just, I don't know how this uh, news reporter from Fox can keep a straight face, but here we go. I'm going to play it for you. It's from Instagram, so it looks a little funky online, but here we go. Uh, Dave Portnoy on Joe Biden. It's about the president, a 99-year-old president. You don't approve of our 81-year-old president? Uh, well, no. He, he, he's a walking vegetable. And that has nothing Whoa. to do with being a you know, Republican Democrat. But when you need help walking off a stage after you give a speech, it's probably time to call it quits. There is no company. If, if you were running a company, Stuart, and you cared about the bottom line and making money, you would not put somebody who clearly has cognitive disabilities in charge of your company. Again, it's old, it's sad, but it is insane that somebody who is clearly impaired is the president of the United States. Do you think he's capable of being the president for, the, for another five years? No, no, he's not capable of being a president for another 20 seconds. But the issue is there are people who are pulling the strings behind him, clearly, who are making the decisions. I don't know who those people are. They have the power and they don't want to give it up. But there's absolutely no way he should be president. Well, he won, I guess. But it's a disgrace that he's going to run again. The man cannot find his way off a stage. He also, I mean, he's like a blabbering old uncle. You don't even know what he's talking about <coughs> half the time. Okay. <laughs> Dave Portnoy doing what Dave Portnoy does best and talking shit about uh, Joe Biden. Uh, you know, he's 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 reflect. I think a lot of America agrees exactly the same. We we are literally watching Joe Biden stumble around, ramble like crazy, and uh, 
I don't think there's a question that he is being controlled by somebody else. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's Obama who's backseat driving, and you know uh, there's a puppeteer. Maybe the puppeteer is Michelle Obama, and she's pulling the strings of Joe Biden uh, hanging off her dick. I don't know. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, like I said, I got to I got to clean up my act because we're very woke here. We're very woke here, and I just want you to focus in on this video because if we're going to talk about wokeness, I just want you to focus in. On these two white ladies that are doing a podcast that are getting reamed uh, about their privilege and just the expression on their face. This is modern society. This is what we're expected to do. Uh, this is the, one of the most div div divisive times uh, where this divisive agenda is being pushed on people. Uh, take a look. Here we go. Watch their faces. Black women cry. We could be rolling around on the ground screaming. And you are moved because you've been socialized not to see us as human beings. Fuck. Our tears don't matter to you, but a white woman and y'all know that shit. That's why I'm not here for the fragility. You know that. And so you very deliberately turn the shit on as a way to avoid accountability. Yep. Purposefully. That's not fragility. That's manipulation. That's strategic. That's diabolical. That's not fragility. And so this notion of white fragility is supposed to tell us what? We're supposed to let you off the hook because you can't handle it? No, you don't want to. Mm. And every time we hold your feet to the fire, all of a sudden, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. You didn't have to know. And now that I'm trying to make you know, you want to cry so we can end the conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is yes. how you run away. So how do I hold you accountable if you're all up in your feelings? How come I don't get to be in my feelings? Mm. I'm sitting here telling you about mm. generations, generations of your people, yours, your ancestors killing mine. Mm. How come I don't get to turn tears on and move you? Mm. I, sounds like I should be the one crying, no? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds like those tears should be mine. Like so I don't know. What, I don't know what podcast this is. I don't know what's going on. You know, we did that story just the other day about this uh, lady that was laying in bed and talking to her clients, uh, who were uh, apparently white people that were paying six thousand dollars to enroll in her classes to be berated by uh, people of color uh, to help them acclimate to their their new level of wokeness. Uh, maybe this is an insider view of one of their classes, but the look on these chicks' face. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 We're just going to sit here. We're just going to, yes, we agree with everything. Yes. We're horrible people. Oh, but, th but the condescending way that the one, on, hold on, let me pull, let me pull this up again. The condescending way, the one on the right is just smiling the whole time. Like this lady is trying to lay down in her, in her mind, some definite, some hardcore white, white guilt on these two, on these two chicks. And, uh, they're just eating it up with a condescending smile saying, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This, this isn't going to solve the problems in America. I can tell you that. That's not what's going to solve this. I mean, I'm I'm on board with uh, Morgan Freeman when he said, when I start to referring to you as a man and stop referring to you by your color, that's what's going to solve the problems in this United States. And I think we're taking big, giant leaps, huge leaps backwards uh, in this whole uh, battle for, equi for equality in the United States. Um, here's a politician. This is Dem Democrat Maxwell Frost, and he wrote a resolution, and this resolution is to remove the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah, I'm not laughing. 
I'm not laughing. I'm extremely woke. I agree with this, uh, that the Statue of Liberty no longer represents uh, the open arms of America. Because we're trying to secure the borders, uh, the Statue of Liberty is a falsity. It is a lie, and we need to remove it. Here's Maxwell. He's going to break it down. I support Maxwell 100% of this because this is he, him, Jake, woke, and I am on board. Here we go. My colleagues on the other side of the aisle, let's be honest with immigrants who deserve better than what you're offering them. Don't welcome immigrants if you plan to reject them. Mm. If you keep pushing your bigoted HR2 bill, then also pass this bill. I've taken the liberty of drafting it for you. It removes the Statue of Liberty, our largest symbol that tells people to come here. This is who you are, removing the fabric of America. So I want to know which Republican who supports and voted for HR2 will introduce this bill. Yes. So my colleagues on... Yes, yes, yes. Uh, this is this is reality, people. This is reality. This is the woke America that we live in. Uh, we need to remove the Statue of Liberty uh, because it no longer stands for what it once did. You know, these people, the, the scary thing about that is these people are serious. That's the scary thing. I mean, we see these outlandish far out ideas coming left and right. And the problem that we have is they 100% believe uh, in what they're doing. <laughs> remove the Statue of Liberty. Restu remove the Statue of Liberty. Well, here's one uh, woke person, uh, a, a fabulous comedian, Jerry Seinfeld, that was getting, he was getting, he was getting cornered with a woke uh, agenda, a woke comment. And this is what he had to say. And I think this is hilarious. Uh, the way that Jerry Seinfeld handled this question. Here we go. I have noticed that most of the guests are mostly white males of 22 episodes. Yeah, that let's had. get into that. No, I, <laughs> but, but you, you take a look over here, Peter. What do you see? A lot of, a lot of whiteies. What's going on here? But, but I, oh, this really pisses me off. But well, go no, ahead. No, I, I, really pisses me off. People think it's it's the census or something. I mean, this has got to represent the the actual pie chart of, of of America. Who cares? It's just funny, you know. Funny is is the is the world that I live in. You're funny. I'm interested. You're not funny. I'm not interested. Okay. And, and I have no interest in gender or race or anything like that. But everyone else is kind of with their little calculating. Is this the exact right mix? You know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that's uh, to me, it's anti comedy. Yeah, anti comedy. It's anti that's anti a lot of things. It's anti a lot of things. And Jerry Seinfeld, he's coming across with the same approach that Morgan Freeman was saying that, you know, and the same thing Vivek has been saying that you, 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 you not use people, but you appreciate people based on, on their ability to get a job done. It doesn't, what gender, race, color, shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't matter. This is the United States of America. It's a melting pot. There's all kinds of people here. Um, best qualified for the jobs. We know the airlines have been bucking that trend. Oh, and I've, oh, and I have an update on that. We were talking about the race between Alaska, Spirit, and United to be the most openly woke LGBTQ, AI plus, hashtag, whatever, friendly airline out there. And the, the CEO of United Airlines, we're going to get to that in a second. But he, there's some more videos that are surfacing about this guy. And believe me, he is woke. He, I don't know what his pronouns are, uh, but I get, guarantee you there's something unique. Okay. All right. So this is out of um, Oregon. And Oregon 
Uh, the FBI arrested in Oregon. Oh, you can't really see. Let me get my picture out of the way. The FBI arrested in Oregon a trans indigenous neo Nazi Latina. Trans indigenous neo Nazi Latina. Okay, I don't know what the pronouns are. They don't list them. They should have. If this was a woke news organization, they would have listed this poor uh, trans indigenous neo Nazi Latina's pronouns, but they didn't. So I'm left here to not. I don't even know how to refer to it anyways the fbi arrested an oregon trans indigenous neo-nazi latina who allegedly made threats to commit a mass shooting against transphobes and to harm jews and black people elizabeth belesteros west 56 of cottage grove oregon was charged with making interstate threatening communications following an fbi investigation and arrest on january 12th in September 2023, law enforcement was alerted after Ballesteros West made a post on Facebook declaring, I'm at the end of my rope. I'm probably going to get fired from this job. I've had it up to here being bullied by transphobic assholes. I'm left with no alternative. I'll probably have to go out in a blaze of glory. I've been preparing for this moment a long time. According to the criminal complaint analysis of other social media accounts alleged to belong to Blasteros West, show a long history of racist, anti-Semitic posts. Mm. An FBI search of Ballesteros West property produced 11 handguns, 16 rifles, and thousands of rounds of ammunition. Uh, it, it, it does not say whether or not uh, they found a penis in a jar that had been removed from the trans neo-Nazi, trans indigenous neo-Nazi Latina. Um, that is still up for debate. But, uh, man, there's been a lot of militant trans people lately. And we've had school shootings where it's trans going in. at the, the left tries to hide that. But at least this one was stopped in its tracks. Uh, this one was stopped in its tracks. And the uh, trans indigenous neo-Nazi Latina, Elizabeth Ballesteros West, was stopped from committing a crime and we thank the FBI for jumping in there and handling this situation. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fetterman. I've seen a uh, Fetterman. We all know Fetterman, the, the guy that wears his, uh, his, his workout clothes, uh, when he's standing behind political pulpits and talking and he had a stroke and his brain was a little off and, uh, he's been coming alive lately. And, and, and the funny thing is he's been saying some things that are more conservative than most conservatives. It's really weird. Um, and I'm not going to get into that whole thing about Fetterman, but Fetterman did do a funny, uh, basically out in front of wherever he was at, out in front of the Senate or somewhere, there was a bunch of uh, protesters for Palestine. And Fetterman um, was a little anti-woke here, a little anti-woke, a little shocking, but he came out in his Ophi Shrek-like form and was waving a little, uh, little itty-bitty-tiny Israeli flag. Let's take a little watch at this. Here's uh, Fetterman coming out. You know, uh, uh, uh <laughs> you know, they, it was. I did see something that was a little funny. I think I believe it was some red pill, and it was uh, all these protesters out there saying, "From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free." And then they just started asking po people, "Well, wh what is the river? What's the name of the river? And what's the name of the sea?" And 
of course, it's biased because they're going to clip the media to contain how they want to spin it. Uh, but nobody had an answer where, where the river was, where the sea, uh, the River Jordan to the Mediterranean Sea. Nobody knew. But that is the chant of this movement. Uh, I'm, 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 just, I'm just pointing out Fetterman being his oafish self. Uh, I, I love his fashion choices. I think his fashion choices should bleed into the rest of the Senate. And all senators should be wearing their workout clothes uh, to uh, office. Now, uh, I want to show you this video. Uh, this is uh, uh, more so in the woke vein. And I want to, you're going to be shocked when you see this video. You're going to think, oh my God, this is some terrorist organization or something doing some type of a, no, this is students from Rutgers University. Students from Rutgers University are giving ultimatums to the faculty. And this is what they look like while doing it. Here we go. Take a little listen. Uh, this is the woke news. Jake going down the rabbit hole of woke news. And here we go. Students from Rutgers University. The demands that we have for the university are clear. One, Rutgers University must identify and terminate the position of the administrator who leaked a private suspension letter, including the name and contact information of a member of the Students for Justice in Palestine to media outlets and issue a public apology for compromising student safety. Demand two, we reiterate our previous five demands made to Rutgers administration which we have received no response on, despite repeatedly addressing the administration with them since November 9th. Three, Rutgers University must incorporate anti-Palestinian racism, which includes Nakba denial, into all of its mandatory DEI training and race-based curricula for faculty and staff. Four, Rutgers University must provide resources for Palestinian and Arab students on campus in the form of an Arab cultural center. Now, our previous five demands are one, Rutgers must divest its endowment fund from Israeli bonds and corporations upholding the Israeli settler colonialism, apartheid, and genocide. Okay, 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 okay. Two, we get it, we get it, we get it, we get it. You've got the look going, you've got, but, but here's, the, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Most time when we see some type of a demand situation like this, they have a hostage uh, in a bloody, you know, potato sack over their head. And they're, uh, if you don't do this or else, I'm curious, what is these students? What is their or else? We need all these things or else what? Or else we're going to uh, go on a hunger strike. I don't know what's going on. But the look that they got going there, this is in America, this Rutgers University, students uh, demanding from the uh, uh, faculty all the kind of stuff that they are wanting here. I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just looking at this for the image of what's going on. Uh, this is the new image of woke protesting in the United States. Okay, let's move on uh, down the woke tunnel. Now, remember that little kid that was uh, he had the he had the dark eye makeup and it went all the way down his face, kind of like the Ultimate Warrior wrestling style. And he was playing football, and then he got in all this trouble, and the and the and the school said that he was in blackface, and they were suspending him from all sports programs and all this other kind of stuff. Well, guess what? He's suing. It's not a surprise. Here's a picture, uh, before I hit play, here's a picture of the kid. This is what he was wearing where he was accused as a football player. This is a football player, and he was suspended from all sports for wearing blackface in a game. Well, here he is now. This is what they have to say. ...from school for two days and banned from all sporting events after wearing that eye paint. You can see there the black eye paint on his face. And now his family wants the incident expunged from his records. J.A. joins us now along with his dad, Daniel Amaduri, and their lawyer, Karen Swigert. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you and good, good morning. morning. Good morning. 
Good morning. J.A., I know you live out in California, so thanks for waking up this early for us. Tell us what happened back in October at that football game. Uh, it was a normal day, and everything was normal. No one said anything. It was just a normal football game in La Jolla 1. So you put, the, you put black eye paint like the football players do? Because when you look at that picture, yeah. it's all over your face. But Brian, who is a, a sports enthusiast, yeah, we client, get it. he said this is a lot of athletes actually do that. It was a little excessive, yeah, but I wouldn't call it blackface. Point because I used to go to a lot of football games when I lived in Texas, and I used to play football. And sometimes we'd put that on if one of the kids brought it. Okay, and no one had a problem with it. In fact, what did the what did the security? Wasn't there a security guard there who was who's also he's a black security guard, and he came up to you and complimented you on it. Yeah, I asked him how did it look like, how did it look, and he said the spikes need to go higher. Okay. All right. So, Dad, Daniel, um, tell us, y'all, y'all were having a fun night. A week goes by, and then the principal calls your son into the office. Yeah, I was shocked. You know, there was no incident that night, and um, you, you know, you can imagine in today's world, there's iPhones, there's thousands of people, or over a thousand. Um, the actual the other school is predominantly black. I mean, and, and nothing was said that night. There was no incident. He's an eighth grader, by the way, a small eighth grader. These are, it's a high school football game. There's staff there, there's teachers, there's police, security, nothing. Um, and then the following Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, nothing. Wednesday night, the, or Wednesday afternoon, the principal called Joseph, or J.A., into the um, um, office. And then the next morning, um, my wife and I showed up, and he said he did blackface, and he was suspended for two days, and he was going to be banned from sports. And that was when I showed the principal the picture from that night. And he, I thought that was going to end this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, no, that's blackface. Wow. So- Idiot. Idiot. What a moron. What am I? Now, I'm not talking about the dad and the kid. I'm talking about the principal of the school, man. What a friggin' idiot. Well, now, guess what? Now you're going to get sued and because you made a stupid call and the taxpayers are going to have to pay for it because you went after this little kid for blackface. How can you look at that picture and possibly think that this kid was in blackface? I know this isn't an old story. But it's back in the woke media. Uh, Oh, wait a minute. I forgot. This is Jake, the new woke Jake. I can't be upset about this because obviously one third of his face was covered in black blackface. So that would that would represent that one third of his face was in blackface. Okay, I have to change my tune. I have to change my tune and I have to accept this new world order of nonsense and what's going on. Okay, now this is funny. I, I, I got to jump ahead. So, you know, we got Jill Biden out there. Jill Biden's out there talking because obviously Joe Biden can't campaign for crap for himself. So you've got Kamala Harris going on The View. You've got Jill Biden out there uh, uh, um, campaigning for her president and saying how great he is. So um, we know all of the Hunter Biden problems that has, have, have been around, all the Hunter High, Hunter High videos, Hunter being high in multiple occasions. And it is so ironic that Jill went to Hunter High, home of the wolves, and had to stand in front of this banner and promote her husband. I'm just gonna just just this is this is so ironic. It is great. Here we go. Here we go. Can I make this bigger? Hold on, hold on. You can you see that? Jill Biden right here, standing in front of a banner that says Hunter High. I don't know why I find that funny. I think you should find that funny too. Uh, maybe the new woke Jake doesn't find that funny. In fact, maybe I'm offended by that. Um, maybe the school is racist uh, against a white male that's cracked out of his brain half the time, um, Hunter High.
I, I think that's funny. Anyways, all right, as we keep on going down the woke train, there's a new phenomenon out there. And apparently amongst the Wokies and, and people like myself that are extremely woke, uh, the whole idea, the concept of self-control is oppression. And I am not making this up. I affirm this. I affirm this. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, here's, here's somebody, here's some enlightened uh, voice of the woke movement uh, talking about how oppressive self-control is. Here we what go. One of the many ways that colonial mental health, wellness, self-help culture shows up in our society is through the framework of control, power, and domination. And the way that that looks like is using verbiage like, we just need to be able to control our thoughts, our feelings, our mind, our bodies. This idea that you need to force yourself into a state of discomfort in order to regulate your emotions. And ultimately, this extends into the medical and psychiatric industrial complex where these very tools of force are used as an extension of policing, of coloniality, of systems of oppression that are at play. Tactics of domination can never be used to heal from complex trauma and ongoing forms of trauma that the marginalized are experiencing on an everyday basis. And it becomes dangerous when we conflate things like regulating our emotions with controlling them. One of the many ways that Okay, that's it. It's repeating. Regulating your emotions is a form of self con uh, uh, as a as a form of self-control is oppressive. It's oppressive. You know, then you wonder why these people with 100%, um, not 100%, but why there's this movement where there's this thing where you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. I, I just want to comment on this fashion sense here. If I see a woman coming at me with those glasses and that haircut, I know they are on my woke side. I don't even have to question it. I know that is a sister or I, oh, sorry, I can't say sister. I know that that is a they that is involved in the movement that is fighting for the rights of uh, the, the, the discriminated uh I just know that's one of my people, one of my people. Just show up with those glasses. No, stop talking crap as you're watching this. These glasses are not the same as those glasses. Those glasses are specifically issued to uh, high fade theys that have self-control issues that blame self-control as oppression. That is wild. That is wild. That is wild. Down the woke train we go. And here is a hero. Well, he's not a hero. Uh, I have to... Reel that back in because I'm being woke today. Uh, this is a villain. This is a villain that is against all the wokeness and all the progressiveness that we are trying to portray in this society. Uh, UFC fighter. Uh, uh, what is his name? I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Anyways, the US, UFC fighter that was all over the news yesterday that was calling out a reporter uh, when he was asked questions about his previous statements about uh, gay, transgender, whatever. Well, anyways, he doubled down at this fight conference. Um, uh, Sean Strickland, Sean Strickland, that's who it is. My bad. Uh, he doubled down at this conference and, oh, I'm not loading right now. Hang on. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Give me a second. He doubled down and this is what he had to say. You've said a lot of things about Canada, but coming in here to that ovation, what does it feel like to be a, a hero to these people? You know, man, now let me, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you guys something. And this is what the media doesn't understand when it comes to me and you guys and Australian fans. Let me tell you guys something. You guys don't care about me fighting. Yeah, me and Dreykus, 
We're going to have a death match. Someone's going to get their hand raised. Someone's going to get their hand raised. But when have you ever seen a UFC champion, George St. Pierre, or anybody else, stick up for you fucking guys? I fucking do it. I do it. I am not chasing the Chinese check mark of Nike. I don't give up about that. I care about you guys. I care about you guys being free. I care about you guys having freedom of speech. I give a fuck about you guys. And I'll tell you what, you guys are fucking awesome and I cannot wait for this man to fucking go to war for you fucking guys. Let's go. Uh, uh, well, I'm a little offended by that, but it, apparently, apparently, uh, Sean Strickland, he is becoming a voice of the Canadians. That is the anti-Trudeau, anti-woke establishment, whatever stuff that's going on. Uh, did you notice his shirt there? Did you notice his shirt there? It said Strickland, making Canada great again, taking on the MAGA form of media uh, promotion uh, to get his message out there. Okay, let's keep on going. What do we have next? We have, oh, this is what I was talking about earlier. Uh, so we had that interview with the CEO of United Airlines uh, saying that, you know, they're, they're hiring pilots based on their, or they're hiring personnel. Uh, you, they have to interview a woman, people of color, and they were, they're grabbing people early in their careers, meaning less experience. They're not, you know, they're, 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 they're trading in experienced white pilots for people with less experience, as long as they're certified. Uh, but just how woke is United Airlines? Well, here's their CEO, uh, doing a, doing a little dance. Uh, just, I mean, it, it's his choice to do what he wants, but he's ultra woke. I mean, he's, he's one of my colleagues, one of my people that I'm in, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> CEO of United Airlines right here. One of the big airline, biggest airlines in America. You know, what the guy wants to do in his private. I'm, I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised that he he feels comfortable enough to come out and display uh, his his interest when he's such a leader of a powerful uh, company where there's lots of stockholders that are watching every move that he makes. It's just interesting. Uh, another in other woke news. In other woke news, uh, the New York governor um, is wants to spend 2.4 billion to help deal with migrant influx in a new budget proposal. Uh, this is the same New York governor uh, that is budgeting out. Uh, police officers at NYPD, NYPD to have only 29,000 cops by 2025 due to new New York City budget cuts. So we've got two sides of the coin. Uh, I believe that cut was something like $135 million to the NYPD. Uh, so they're cutting $135 million. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, but I think I'm in the ballpark. And they want $2.4 billion to help with the migrant influx. Get it? So you see what's going on here? Cut. Uh, they want $2.4 billion for illegal immigrants. And they want to cut officers in New York City. Now, what makes you think that that's not going to blow up in their face and they're going to end up like what's going on in Chicago, where Chicago is just having a, a breakdown of the fall of society? Even the mayor uh, of, uh, of Chicago saying that Chicago is going to be unrecognizable because of the immigration problems and the crime problems that are going on there. New York is not going to be immune to that. 
You know, New York, the mayor of New York, he's already claiming that people need to take illegal immigrants into their homes because it's our last option. We don't have anywhere to put them. And we're going to cut police officer. We're, we're going to c- cut that kind of safety in our city at the same time. It's going to cause these major cities to friggin' implode. It's, it's an implosion that's just waiting to happen. Uh, and we're watching it in real time. They are paving the roads to the destruction of these major cities because they are prior to- prioritizing not the safety of their constituents, not the safety of the citizens of New York City. They're not prioritizing that. And it's going to become a place that is just going to be a it's going to be a third world country with high rises. That's what's going on. All right. So in other news, this is, this is a, a rather sad news story. And it was about a teacher. Uh, let's see. It was teacher Joan Nadick, uh, who was beaten unconscious by a 270 pound teen after she took his Nintendo. And so basically they're coming back to her and she's doubling down and refusing to help the team, the teen to get a lighter sentence. Here's the teacher that was beaten. You can see the video in the background of her being beaten. These are her comments today about what happened uh, that day. Here we go. Like, like to think that they left me for dead. They let him come at me multiple times. They didn't render me any aid, any protection. Like, Flagler Schools and Flagler County Sheriffs failed me that day. Absolutely failed me that day. I believe it was like up to 30 years, whether it's a combination of whatever, you know, group homes, whatever, jail, you know, he definitely, you know, he definitely needs to be in jail. Needs to be in jail for what I what he did to me. Okay, let me let me comment on one thing here. <laughs> now, what this student did was horrible, right? And this kid is obviously facing thirty years of uh, mixed mixed jail time, uh, homes, whatever. Thirty years. This kid is the kid obviously made a massive mistake. Uh, but one thing I want to point out in this commentary from this teacher, she's saying that the sheriff failed her because the sheriff wasn't there to protect her. Well, she's obviously been brainwashed. She's been brainwashed. She's probably, I don't know, but let me, let me talk about other people, not her specifically, but there's this whole population in the United States that believes that they have come, they have, they have been fed the bullshit for so long that they believe that the police, the sheriffs are there to protect them. They don't need guns. They don't need uh, anything to self-protect themselves because the police and sheriffs are there to protect them. Okay. And this comment right here that she made, the police, the sheriff failed her. You've got false hope in a system that is not there to protect you in every second of your life. If you think that the police are going to show up, most assaults like this, FBI statistics tell you that they they happen in less than a minute. And then you look at the average response times in the United States for sheriffs and police. And believe believe me, even in the best places on the planet, uh, it is way over a minute. So if you think in a situation like that, that Barney Fife, the sheriff, is going to show up with a a badge and a gun and get this perpetrator off off of you, you have false hope. You have false hope. But the sad thing about it is she's not alone. There's a lot of people out there that believe the same thing. They, they believe that we don't need a gun. We don't need protection. You know, we don't, we don't need uh, to protect ourselves as teachers. We don't, we don't need that because we have the sheriffs and the police. Well, this is a prime example of it doesn't work that way. 
It doesn't work that way. Only you can protect yourself. The police and the sheriff will show up in a timely manner to write a report and submit it to the court so they can handle it. You know, they'll they'll show up to dry the, draw the chalk outline around your body after you've been pummeled to death by a 270-pound teenager. But you got to protect yourself, and 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 that's what is so infuriating when these politicians, these 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 woke people across the United States, are saying you don't you don't you shouldn't have the right to protect yourself. You shouldn't have the right to 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 conceal a weapon. You know, some states are overturning that. We just had in the news yesterday that Ohio uh, opened opened the regulation for carry, and six out of eight cities where they allow people to start carrying without having to go through all the government loopholes and everything of the state of Ohio in six out of eight cities where that was made legal crime was down in double digit statistics 15 12 18% you got to be able to protect yourself you got to be able to and and so I'm sorry teacher I'm sorry you were beat like that apparently this kid has some problems uh, you took his nintendo though what were you doing taking this? This was a minority and you took his Nintendo. Of course, you're going to get your ass beat. It's sad. It's a pathetic reflection on what's going on in this country. It really is. It really is. Okay. Now I want to get uh, on. I want to move along right now to what's going on in the world, world economic forum. Um, there was a gentleman named Kevin D. Roberts. Now Kevin D. Roberts, he's the president of the heritage foundation. Um, before he was in the, uh, the president of the heritage foundation, uh, he was the CEO of the Texas public policy foundation in Austin, Texas. And he's also served as, uh, the, uh, uh, uh the president of Wyoming Catholic college. Anyways, how this guy got invited to the world economic forum and to sit down at Davos, I have no idea, but he did. And just like the president of Argentina did the yesterday and the day before, uh, he he had no problem sitting down and ripping these elitist, elitist world leaders at the World Economic Forum, some of the most powerful people uh, in the pla- on the planet that are trying to shape the, the design of our future. Well, this is what he had to say, and we're going to watch this. It's three minutes, 32 seconds long. We're going to watch it in its entirety. So buckle up, and it's nice to see a voice of reason coming out and speaking against these deviants in Davos. Here we go. It's laughable that you would or anyone would describe Davos as protecting liberal democracy. It's equally, standing up for it. It's, it's, it's equally laughable to use the word dictatorship at Davos and, and aim that at President Trump. In fact, I think that's absurd. But I'm going to step aside from that constructive criticism and instead answer your question. Yep. And, and I'm going to be substantive here. President Trump, if he's the next president, for that matter, I think whoever the next conservative president is going to take on the power of the elites, which I mentioned earlier. But the the thing that I want to drive home here, the very reason that I'm here at Davos, is to explain to many people in this room and who are watching, with all due respect, nothing personal, but that you're part of the problem. Political elites tell the average people on three or four or five issues that the reality is X, when in fact reality is Y. Take immigration. Elites tell us that open borders and even illegal immigration are okay. The average person tells us in the United States that both rob them of the American way of life. They're right. President Trump will take that on on behalf of the average American. Elites also tell us that public safety isn't a problem in big American cities. Just travel to New York or Washington or Dallas, Texas. The average person will tell you that the lack of public safety damages not just the American way of life, but their life. President Trump will take that on. Thirdly, I guess the favorite at the World Economic Forum, is climate change. Elites tell us 
that we, we have this existential crisis with so-called climate change, so much so that climate alarmism is probably the greatest cause for mental health crisis in the world. The solutions the average person know based on climate change are far worse and more harmful and cost more human lives, especially in Europe during the time that you need heating than do the problem and the problems themselves. Fourth, two more here, Robin. The fourth, China. The number one adversary, not just to the United States, but to free people on planet Earth. Not only do we at, at Davos not say that, we give the Chinese Communist Party a platform. Count on President Trump ending that nonsense. And fifth, as we sit here, another supranational organization, the World Health Organization, is discussing foisting gender ideology upon the global south. These are practices that are under review, if not being rejected, by countries in Northern Europe. The new president, especially if it's President Trump, will, as you like to say, trust the science. He will understand the basic biological reality of manhood and womanhood. And do you know why? Not because of retribution, not because he's a dictator, but because he has the power of the American people behind him. And it's connected to Senator Portman's excellent point that in addition to needing a vigorous executive, we look forward to having the popular will inform both the House and Senate in 2025 to pass laws on all of those issues and many others. Ultimately, Robin, I think President Trump, if in fact he wins a second term, is going to be inspired by the wise words of Javier Millet who said that he was in power not to guide sheep, but to awaken lions. Boom. That's it. We can end it right there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And Trump, the way that he's moving through the polls, the way that he's doing everything, he does have the power of the American people behind him. And it is a phenomenal thing to watch. Let's hope that, uh, uh, if Trump is elected, he lives up to those promises and gets his country back on track. Uh, one thing that was also being talked about at the WEF, the World Ec- Economic Forum, was there was one of the founders of Google uh, that was being uh, being interviewed by Mr. Charles Schwab or Klaus Schwab. Charles Schwab. Anyway, he's not a financial investor. Klaus Schwab. Uh, here we go. Uh, this is about the um, Google Analytics uh, being used to predict future presidents. And, and we know the technology is out there. Uh, what I'd like to see is I'd like to see go back to the previous election and have Google give some reports on their analytics and see who they would have had using the predictive software as a president of the United States. Because we're going to get into some some conspiracy about the vote counting and some other stuff uh, from, from some very interesting sources. And that's coming up here shortly. But just take a little listen to this. The technology now is, and uh, digital technologies mainly have an analytical power. Now we go into a predictive power, and we have seen the first examples, and your company very much involved into it. But since the next step could be in, to go into a prescriptive uh, mode, which means um, uh, you you do not even have to have elections anymore because you can already uh, predict what uh, predict, and afterwards you can say why do we need elections? Because we know what the result will be. So technology now. All right, here we go. Yep, sorry, let me repeat. Okay. Technologies, main. All right. Uh, yeah, predictive 
algorithms, predict, predictive, whatever that Google has that can predict what's going on. I don't know what the impact of, of that is. I mean, we still have to have elections. I think it's just the fact that Klaus Schwab uh, likes to be able to know that information ahead of time so they can uh, see how they're going to undermine uh, elections to get stuff going in their favor. All right, back to Texas. Texas, you know, yesterday was a standoff. The feds came back at Texas regarding the immigration crisis right there uh, at the Rio Grande River, and they said they had until yesterday to vacate the premises, the Texas National Guard, and to allow the feds back in. Well, what happened? Absolutely nothing. National Guard's still down there building razor wire fences. They just totally shrug off Biden's White House and the demands for them to vacate and allow the feds back in. Uh, here we go. This is how World... Uh, no, not World War Three. World War Three is coming too. But this is how the Civil War starts. Let's see. Let's hear. Let's let's listen to what's going on in Texas. Today shows Texas installing even more fencing and razor wire inside Shelby Park. Defying the Biden administration's deadline to reopen the property to the feds. Fox cameras captured this moment when the Texas National Guard told migrants approaching the razor wire barricade to turn around to Mexico. The United States government is suing Texas, arguing its agents need access to this 2.5 mile stretch of land around Shelby Park, especially during emergencies. Texas DPS tells Fox News that Texas kicked the feds out from this park because it thinks it can do a better job deterring... Which it is. Claiming the Biden administration removes the state's razor wire and doesn't care about securing the border. It's not normal. It's not uh, humane for anyone to cross a river, including children. It really shows how the federal government is attacking Texas for trying to prevent that because what they want to do... They want to keep the border open. Also, a major change in procedure. Texas is now arresting migrants illegally crossing into the U.S., which Governor Abbott implemented under his emergency declaration. There we go. There you go. That's what's happening in Texas. They were they were threatened. They were given this big ultimatum by the federal government uh, to relinquish this land back to the feds so they can get in there and open the border. I love it what Texas is doing down there. I support Texas 100%. I mean, they, we have to protect our borders. And, and I found this other video of a loophole that Texas is willing to do, and it's regarding the feds coming in trying to limit. This is a sheriff in Texas. Uh, stating what he's going to do if the feds even remotely jump in there and try to take their guns away, their AR-15s, etc. And this is this is pretty much genius. This is genius. Here we go. The power I do have without arguing over a bill or law that's being... Okay, people, first of all, people on the internet, can you stop putting fucking music on every goddamn video? It's so annoying. Or at least turn it down. Or learn what sidechain... Okay, here we go. Back to the video with the proud-to-be-American blaring in the background so you can't even hear what this guy's saying morons here we go sheriff the power i do have without arguing over a bill or law that's being passed i have the ability to swear in citizens as deputy sheriffs i have no limit on the number i don't have a limit to my county borders and as i told them in richmond and i mean it today just as well as congress chooses to go down that road i will swear in tens of thousands of citizens as deputy sheriffs Provided they have their own weapons and be on call and available to me for service. And they will be allowed to keep those AR-15s, high-capacity magazines, and whatever else it is, generally speaking, that it's being talked about through all the, the chatter and, and rhetoric. Um, 
These people are not going to suddenly, because they're sworn in as my deputy sheriff, start to run out and commit crimes and do th bad things with the guns they've owned for, for decades. They're citizens that elected me into office to protect them and, and protect their rights. And that's one way I can use the power of my office legally to do what I need to do to, to uh, protect their rights, to own those weapons. There you go. The power I do have. Genius. 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 So this sheriff is saying that, you know, if 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 the if the government comes down and starts limiting uh, assault rifle bans, AR-15s in Texas, well, guess what? I'm just going to deputize whoever wants to be deputized. And as long as, long as they're law-abiding citizens, I'm throwing that in there. He didn't say that. But I'm assuming they would be law-abiding citizens. He's going to deputize them and give them the right to high-capacity magazines, AR-15s. Uh, it'd be nice. Maybe he can get them deputized where they can have full automatic weapons. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but along with the AOC here, I've got AOC here uh, talking about immigration to that guy that we had on here yesterday. I forget his name off the top of my head, but she's trying to grill a guy about uh, separating children from their families at the border. Uh, it's it's that old dude, uh, Hamas, Hamas, I forget his name. Here we go. Here's AOC uh, being made a fool of by an old dude that knows the law. Here we go. And so the recommendation of the many that you recommended, you recommended family separation. I recommend a zero tolerance. Which includes family separation. The same as is whenever a U.S. citizen parent gets arrested when they're with a child. Zero tolerance was interpreted as the policy that separated children from their If parents. I get arrested for DUI and I have a young child in a car, I'm going to be separated. When I was a police officer in New York and I arrested a father for domestic violence, I separated that Mr. father from Mr. Holman, with all due respect, legal asylees are not charged with any crime. When you're in the country illegally, it's violation 8 United States Code 1325. Seeking asylum is legal. If you want to seek asylum, you go through the port of entry, do it the legal way. The Attorney General of the United States has made that clear. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's been put in your place by a guy that knows the law. He was, this, this guy has fought immigration at the borders under, I believe, six presidents. He knows what he's doing. Uh, so, AOC, you better, you know, get your little fact checks. Okay. Um, conspiracy. Conspiracy. We're going to jump down some conspiracy now. And I never knew, I didn't know that Mike Lindell, Mr. Pillow, even had some type of a podcast. Maybe I've just been at my head underneath a rock. So we're going to start with Mike Lindell talking <laughs> talking about this, but then we're going to go to some clips that support what he's saying pretty good. Now, remember, this is the conspiracy section of the show. We are traveling down X, Twitter. We are looking for this stuff. Whether it's founded or not, I'm not sure. But where there's smoke, there's fire. There's a lot of smoke in what Mr. Lindell has to say. Um, he's not just slinging pillows, folks. He is uh, coming after... Now I understand why Mike Lindell got such a beating and got banned if he was saying this kind of stuff. Anyways, here he goes. Mike Lindell uh, breaking down something that you should be aware of from Mr. Pillow himself. Here we go. You had told me earlier when you went into Pennsylvania and seen all this uh, massive corruption yes. and yes. massive uh, yes. algorithms uh, steal of our election. Yeah. You're going, wow, I'm from Ohio. Nothing you, happened oh, there, right? You, you went jumping back into Ohio. and Okay, let, let, me, let, me, let me give some context here. They're talking about algorithms that were in the vote. This is what they're alleging. They're talking about algorithms that were in the voting machines. They had predicted that Trump would win by X amount of votes. So they had an algorithm that would manipulate the machine within that margin, that margin of Trump winning, and to lower the output of the, the, the counts that were coming out of the machines. Now, we've sat through and we've watched plenty of elections, right? We've sat through and we've watched many, many elections. 
Do you ever recall a time other than this last election where all of a sudden all of these precincts all over the country said, we're going to stop counting. We're going to stop counting. And what they're alleging here, I'm going to let them talk about it. What they're alleging here is that Trump had so many votes that he went beyond the margin of the algorithm. So they had to reset the algorithm on all these machines. And so they had to shut them down. They had to stop the vote, the counting of the votes to rebalance the algorithm because of the mass support that was coming in for Trump. And they had to, that's what they're alleging here. Okay. I'm going to let them, I'm just describing what's going on here. You can take a listen. It's just like I've been telling everyone all along. Donald Trump won 80 million to 66 million. We know that from our spyware and those, those great people, those great patriots. But what we also knew that that couldn't happen in just these swing states. Right. It was all across our country. Yes. So Ohio, that won by 7 or 8%, really won by... A 16, 16 or 17. Or 17. <laughs> yeah, and I've been exactly. telling people that yeah. for a month and a half. Yeah. Double Iowa, double Florida. Yes. The, the thing is, they didn't expect... When you, when you set these algorithms yes. okay now you it, when you set these algorithms one of the things you really need to know isn't it kind of like what you predict could be yes. the, the number of people that are going to be in the race yes. so to you speak you have to know ahead of time you have to kind of know at least yes. get close right yes, exactly and they and, can adjust it later right and they can yeah. adjust it later but they were so far off yes. with Donald Trump yes. because he they predicted 68 million and he ends up getting 80 million in reality. Yeah. yeah. Now you got to make some. That's why it yeah. all shut down at yeah. three in the morning. Yeah. And we go. What are we going to do? We're out of race. They had you to know? adjust the algorithm. They had to adjust the algorithm. Yes. You know? Exactly. And, uh, so this is amazing. I just want everyone to know that and why we're showing other states and not just the swing states. Okay. 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 So that's what they're claiming. That's what they're claiming. We can let these uh, these these yahoos uh, rumble on about this, but let's get to, to this Nevada, next video. Meanwhile, has stopped counting votes until 9 a.m. on Thursday. A water pipe has broken in State Farm Arena. State Farm Arena is where they were counting the absentee ballots of Georgia's most populous county, and now the tabulation has stopped. It's Allegheny, which is Pittsburgh, but also Beaver, part of our county to county, mm. Butler and Westmoreland. They've all stopped counting for the night. They've gone to bed. They begin the process at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Good morning, Heather. They did have to press pause overnight. They will be back in a few short hours, expected to resume counting around 8.30 this morning. Fulton County is now going to stop counting at 10.30 p.m. and will resume their count at uh, tomorrow morning. They basically stopped counting tonight. They're going to start counting again in a few hours. It's already tomorrow morning, right? The election workers stopped counting those mail-in ballots at 10 o'clock. They will be back again tomorrow at 10 a.m. And Nevada says it stopped counting the votes yesterday, election day, but don't, they don't say why. Why did you stop counting them? But the counting in one of that state's biggest counties has stopped. Mike Armstrong is in Pennsylvania. Mike, we're talking about Allegheny County. That's the area around Pittsburgh. Wow, where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's a lot of smoke on this that one. This is really fascinating. Again, all of the counties that we're looking at here, Democratic stronghold, Phil mentioned this, all around the Atlanta area. Here's where it gets really bizarre. Uh, Fulton County, most populous county, it is Atlanta. They just stopped counting at 10.30 p.m. They stopped counting their absentee ballots. They said they'd pick it up in the morning. Uh and remember, remember, remember what happened? Remember what happened? The, 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 a lot of the numbers were in Trump's favor, and then all of a sudden, I've never seen you know? voting machines stop in the middle of an election, stop down and assess the situation. There we go. I've that was another one. I've seen voting machines. Okay. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Remember, it was a very tight election. Uh, every, it was a nail biter. Even CNN had the headline there that this is a nail biter election. And uh, all of a sudden, they take this little break for a couple hours. They come back. The, the, the machines resume counting. And all of a sudden, Biden numbers started exploding. 
Oh, it was. It, oh, well, the excuse was it. Oh, it was all the mail-in votes that you know. It was the it was the Democrats that were mail-in voting. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of smoke. A lot of fire. Potential fire there. Uh, we've we've covered this for a few days. Uh, you can go back to yesterday's show where we were talking with the um, governor of Arizona and their forensic audit audit of the voting system. And uh, there's a lot of stuff just piling up here about the election fraud that has happened that will probably happen again in this next election. Uh, there, you know, if they did it once, they're going to do it twice. Allegedly. I don't know. We're in the conspiracy hole. Uh, so Alina Haba, uh, Trump's, one of Trump's lead attorneys, she had this to say. And, and when I saw this, I'm like, you're right. I have never been made aware of any of these cases that she's talking about. I haven't been made aware by the wins of the Trump's uh, legal teams in these cases uh, because the mainstream media doesn't want us to see this. Here's Alina, a very smart, intelligent woman talking, and it's the worst camera recording I've ever seen in my life, but we're going to play it anyways. Here we go. Knows who Michael Cohen is my favorite. You all know who he is, right? Okay. Who here knows that President Trump and I beat him in court six months ago when he sued him. You didn't know that either, did you? So I'm here to send you one very loud message. What the fake news covers, and by the way, the fake news is everyone. Okay? Just because I go on Fox, just because I go on those stations doesn't mean they're pro-Trump. They're pro-ratings. So let's be clear. Those are two big cases. You had no idea that President Trump sued Hillary Clinton. You had no idea that he sued members of the FBI. He sued everyone that came after him for Russia hoax. He was impeached once, they made it stronger. Impeached twice, he stayed, he was fine. And now we got how many indictments? I'm losing count. But you know what I care about more? What am I going to say when we go to indictment number four? It's fine. Bring it. Bring it. End of the day, here's the truth. The wins they won't tell you because they want you to be scared. They want you to be worried that you're backing people that have no shot and they want to distract you. They give you clips, they give you sound bites, but I'm there. And unfortunately for President Trump, it's a sad day when he has All right, there we go. Hitting the nail on the head. I didn't hear about those cases. I don't know. And and I and I and I scour through these news pages uh, quite often, and I didn't know about them. And that whole psychological aspect of the mainstream media or the powers that be, the deep state, whoever it is, the puppets pulling the strings, whether it's hanging off of Michelle Obama's penis or whatever it is, they don't want you to know about these wins. They don't want you to know about Trump's winning because what she's saying is exactly right. They want you to believe that. I hope Trump doesn't get arrested i don't in the conscious mind of the voters i don't want to be supporting somebody that's going to end up in jail it's a good tactic it's smart it's very smart all right uh we're gonna we're getting let's see what do i have left here let me see what these because we're already at almost an hour uh okay all right, we're, we're, we're barely wrapping up. This is just a finding. I'm just going to throw this in there to light, light, lighthearted this for a second. Uh, a gentleman being asked if there was an intruder breaking into his home. I'll just let it play. You mind if we ask you a quick question? Sure, go ahead. What you got? We're doing a survey and we're asking people, what would you do if somebody broke into your house with the intentions to rob and harm your family? Oh, I'd call 811. 811? You mean 911? No, 811 because... I'm going to need to know where to dig a hole. 
All right, a little, a little, a little fighting to lighten things up real, real quick before we continue down this road. Um, so I don't know. I haven't covered this, but you know, it's it's so huge in Germany. Uh, the farmers across Germany that have been totally blockading Berlin. Uh, basically, what's happening is the government's uh, economic and agricultural policy plans uh, that would see reduced subsidies for the sector, and the farmers aren't having it. Uh, they're standing up. They're fighting against that. And Joe Rogan went on a little uh, a little tyrant against this, and it's uh it's it's pretty amazing. Here we go. Here's Joe, uh, asking why the government's got to screw with farmers. Here Fucking we go. Cunts. They're the people that grow your food. God damn it. Wake up. Wake up to why anybody would do that. Who, what fucking government would fuck with the farmers? What government would make it harder on the farmers? You're telling me that that's your number one problem is the farmers? How much crime do you have? How many murders? How many thieves? How many rapists? How many child molesters? How, how many swindlers? How many people that are ripping people off? How many credit card fraudsters do you have out there? And you're going after farmers? There's no way that's positive. Fucking exactly. Guns. They're the people that... All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's happening. It's happening in Germany. They're coming after the farmers. One of the one of the topics in in, in Davos was ecocide, ecocide, ecological genocide, and they're trying to compare that to genocide. And they're talking about imposing what people can do on the private land, whether it's fishing in the lake in the on your property, etc. Et Davos, the world leaders. They're coming. It's a new catchphrase. You're going to hear a lot more of it. Ecocide, ecocide. Here's some images of those farmers in in Germany protesting. It's a lot of farmers, man. There's more. Let's scroll down through here. Look at this. Look at this crowd. I don't know what that says in German, but I'm sure it says something to screw the government. Here's the streets. Uh, barbecuing out there. And let me see. I have another image here of... Uh, what i'm trying to find it but the 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 farmers protest against the tax hikes i there was videos in here of them blowing uh blowing manure on the um there he goes right there he's blowing they're blowing manure in the opening of some government building there big deal over there big deal over there farmers going wild farmers only FarmersOnly.com. This segment of the news brought to you by FarmersOnly.com. Okay, uh, let's get out of this. Uh, we are wrapping up. What do I have left? That is nothing. You know what? Oh, one more show. That one more clip. That I'm going to leave you to just uh, ponder in your brain as we walk away from this live show today. Uh, that's streaming live on Rumble. Um, I've heard about this. Tim Pool covered it on his podcast, but here's just a, a kind of a breakdown of what the government has been doing to people by uh, uh, requesting from the banks their bank records and seeing if they have uh, been buying MAGA merch, if, they're, if they've been buying Bibles, if they've tried to use their purchase their purchases to classify them, whether they're a threat to the democracy here in the United States. Here we go. Uh, just take a listen. We're going to end out on this. A lot of Americans are unnerved after reading a congressional letter last night that shows the federal government was coordinating with the private financial institutions to track and flag Americans based on whether they shop at Cabela's, Dick's Sporting Goods, whether they're buying things like the Bible, and whether they are sending any Zelle payments labeled Trump or MAGA. 
The letter that has made this revelation came from Congressman Jim Jordan. He addressed the letter to a former official with the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, uh, requesting that he come in for an interview about why he was tracking these kinds of private transactions. It's part of the House Weaponization Committee's investigation looking into just how much the Biden administration is weaponizing the federal government against the American citizens. Sound like sounds like it's happening more than we thought. Our shopping habits are now being spied on as potential terror threats, according to this letter. Jordan writes that the federal agency FinCEN, uh, he says, quote, they urged large financial institutions to comb through the private transactions of their customers for sp suspicious charges on the basis of protecting protected political and religious expression, he wrote. He also went on to say that the feds had a particular interest in what books Americans were buying, especially religious texts, and they wanted the financial institutions to let them know if Americans bought any bus or plane tickets or rental cars to areas with no purpose. So if you ever wanted to take a vacation to that state you've never been to, the feds might be watching you. All right, I'm going to end it right there. It is amazing what is going on in this country government spying on its on the purchasing of its citizens uh this is a disgrace it's horrible and this is the new world that we live in all right uh this has been jake rolling down the rabbit hole that is x and twitter and finding the stories that are burning up the charts uh i will talk to you next time like subscribe please uh, drop a line send an email jake at radiounderland.com and i will talk to you later have a good one be safe be good humans and, uh, you know, don't be woke like me, please, for God's sake. Okay. All right. Later.